Brain, it's Phillips. Max, do you know what time it is? I know what time it is, Brian, and I'm sorry, but I don't care. I was on my third pot of coffee, and I was considering eating coffee grounds for the rest of the night, to be honest. I spent my entire evening listening back to everything I recorded, every single audio recording I had pertaining to this investigation. Shit wasn't adding up, and it was up to me to find the missing pages of this story. And then, I had a breakthrough. I made a discovery that desperately called for answers. Deeply troubled, I called Brian in a bit of a manic state. Are you okay? I've been up all night, and I can't wrap my head around a few things. What are you talking about? When would it have been possible for someone to go into the locker room, break into my locker, dig into my bag, take my keys, open my car, and tamper with the shoes? Halftime is 15 minutes. It's just not realistic. I can barely understand you right now. Can we talk in the morning? I'm really freaking tired, man. Did you know that Royce and Xavier were good friends? <sighs> I mean, I knew they hung out sometimes after school, but no, I didn't think they were good friends. They're good friends, all right. They're tight. After practices, after games, and even after school, they would link up. Royce and Xavier told each other everything. Think about it. They were in the same youth league team together. They played together in middle school. I have reason to believe that they formed a pact to hurt you in front of the scout. I've been telling you that since day one. I know, I know. But I know so much more now. What? What if Royce messed with your shoes so Xavier could come out on top? You just said that, Max. You need to listen to me. I am. It's four in the... Listen. What if it was just Royce? What if Xavier didn't know what was happening? Max, come on. I really want to go back to sleep. Listen, listen, listen. I have on tape Xavier telling me that his relationship with Royce was important to him and that they would do anything for one another. Anything. You talked with Xavier Rose? I did. How? I ran into him at the mall, and he was looking at the same pair of shoes as yours. The D-Lo tops. That bastard. Okay, so it was him, right? Him and Royce got together and formed some plan to take me out. Oh my god. You are not listening. Because it's 4 a.m. Listen, after seeing him at the mall and chatting with him for a bit, I got some food with him. And of course, his relationship with Royce came up. But I'm not sure if Xavier was in on it. I think he was just there to play the game. Did you two go on a date or something? For the love No. It was not a date. We were just getting some food and I was asking him questions. Sounds like a date to me. It wasn't a date. Look, what I also realized was that Royce showed up an hour and a half early to the game to warm up. He's usually running late. Exactly. And at some point, he would have had to go into the locker room before the game and get your keys. Exactly. We just need proof of that. Mom, I'm on speakerphone, please. Right. Did you see him before the game? Like, was he doing anything strange during the pre-game warm-ups? I was talking to the OSU scout, remember? I wasn't really paying attention to what Royce was doing. And I was talking to a Big Ten reporter about the Northwestern journalism program. God damn it. If we can get proof of Royce leaving before the game starting, that could change everything. I'll call Boogie. No. There are too many ears on this already. What? I said there are too many ears, God damn it. The faculty does not want this story to get out. 
Francis made that Honey, clear. please, I work at 7. I need to sleep. Mom, I'm talking to Brian. I'm almost it's done. It's 4.15. Go to bed. I know. I'm sorry. You should come over and bring your tapes. I want to listen to everything. Okay, I'll be right over. Let me grab my coat. I meant, like, later, Max. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Sorry. Come over around 11. I'll be up. I want you to tell me everything you know. You want to know everything? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Is there anything that you haven't told me that I should know about relating to this investigation? What do you mean? Have you been honest with me? Max, please. About everything. Max, come on, you know me. I've told you everything you need to know. Don't worry. You should get some rest. You sound like a complete sociopath right now. Tell Brian good night. Good night, Brian. Now. Yeah, Mom, I'm done. Yeah, you got what you wanted. I'm going to bed. On February 26, 2019, the St. Francis Foxes lost in the state basketball playoff game against the Garfield High Jaguars. Star recruit Brian Bates' freak shoot accident early in the second half led to the Foxes blowing a major lead. To most, this was a shocking loss and a shocking injury, but some know the truth. This game's outcome and Brian's injury were fixed. My name is Maxine Phillips, and I'm finagling the truth of the parting of the shoe at St. Francis High. I wish he would have told me the truth right there. It would have been so much easier on both of us. I made a breakthrough with the investigation, but through that I realized that Brian had hid things from me. Things that could have been crucial information that I needed to know. I guess I got so caught up in the case that I let it go right over my head. Listening back to the tapes, Owen and Royce were warming up together an hour and a half before the game. I couldn't stop thinking about how defensive Owen was when I was questioning him about his relationship with Brian. There was something missing from the whole thing and I ultimately realized that I needed to ask Brian about Owen and Holly. I just didn't know what was the best way to bring it up. I managed to get some sleep. Not much, because my mind was racing. Around 10 in the morning, I left my house and headed straight over to Brian's. When I got there, Brian wasn't happy. Apparently, Xavier had publicly announced a scholarship with Ohio State that morning. For whatever reason, this made Brian watch the Big Ten coverage on him and Xavier for the first time. Can you believe this shit? Xavier is signing with them because of one game he had over me. Get me and him on one-on-one and I'd kick his ass and take the scholarship. Let's just check the highlights like we said we would. I'm literally watching this dude take everything from me. Everything that I've worked for is just going to be given to him. I'm sorry, Brian. I really am. What are we going to do now? I'm worried that I won't have a chance next year. We're not too late. We just need proof. What if we don't have proof? We will get it. We need to look over the highlights. Look, there's Royce doing a terrible job of guarding him. That little bastard. Even he gets to be on TV. I wonder if Royce talked with one of the Big Ten reporters during the pregame. I'm sure he did. They tried to interview everyone on the team. So we finally ended up watching the highlights. And that made me feel even worse for Brian. The highlights had been edited and it made it look as if Brian was never a part of the game. The only mention they had of him was in a quick interview with Xavier. 
I don't blame Brian for wanting to turn off the video. He paused it after the interview was over. It cut to a clip of the teams warming up before the game. And then I noticed something. Wait. Go back. What? Just rewind and go back. Where? Pause. Right there. What are you talking about? Right there. You see that? We see Royce leaving during the pre-game layup line. He heads straight to the locker room. When does he come back? Skip forward. They won't have that in this. We're going to need a tape of the whole game. Brian was reluctant, but eventually he agreed to pull out his copy of the game. Coach Boogie gave Brian files for every game this season, hoping that he could put together a mixtape that could still get him a scholarship. Okay, stop. Actually, go back. Okay, right there. He comes back three minutes before the game starts. Why didn't we look at pregame footage last time? That little bitch. He knew we wouldn't be in the locker room watching our shit. He knew everyone would be on the court, including me. We... We got him. What do we do now? Uh, We need a confession from him. To make sure it's him. If any of the Big Ten reporters chatted with him before the game, that could definitely be useful for us as well. I'm going to schedule another interview with Susan as a front to get to him. Let's get him. I'm coming with you. Okay, hold on. I'm not fully sold that it could be Royce. What do you mean? You saw the video, right? It's right there. Well, you said only a handful of people knew about the shoe routine. Yeah, so? Well, when I was listening back to the recordings last night, I found that's not totally true. Lots of people know about your shoe routine, Brian. Like who? This is when things started to get ugly. I could feel my insides twisting together. I really wish I didn't say anything. Most of the teachers, Susan, so who knows how many parents did too. Wolfman, Xavier knew, and Holly knew about it, right? Yeah, she did. What's your point? And Owen? Of course she did. Brian, did you and Holly break up last week? Yeah, we did. Our schedules just weren't lining up, so we didn't think it was best to be together anymore. I wanted to focus more on basketball anyway. And that's the truth? Yep. Why? Did Holly say something to you? She told me that you said you didn't love her anymore. You know, most of the things she says is blown way out of context because she's... Crazy. Yeah, I figured you would say something like that. That's not what I was going to say. She's just a drama queen. And what about Owen? What about him? I know that you guys aren't talking anymore. You want to tell me why? Did he say something? What did he say to you? He said enough for me to know that you haven't been telling me the full story, Brian. What the hell is this, Max? You lied to me. I forgot to mention some things. There's a difference. What are you afraid of? Why can't you tell me what's going on? Max, you really don't want to go down this road with me right now. My personal life is not up for discussion. You need to stay out of my personal life and stick to your own, Max. I don't have a personal life anymore because I'm too busy investigating yours. For you. You asked me to figure out what happened, and that is exactly what I'm doing. I don't want to talk about this with you right now. Brian, you can talk to me. I'm your friend. I'm here for you. 
I should have seen this coming. I'm not here for a story. You don't have to hide then from Then why me. are you recording, Max? I appreciate everything you do for me, Max. I really do. Since the first day I stepped onto the grounds of St. Francis, you've been there for me. But I just didn't think you would be the type of person to be so desperate for a story that you'd try to add in these crazy narratives. For you to go digging through my personal life without talking to me first is no way okay with me. What's next? How would you like it if I went snooping through your shit and put it out for everyone to see? I have nothing to hide. Are you going to include any of this in your story? Of course not. I just want to talk about it with you, because maybe you need to talk about it. Owen and Holly are suspects and have possible motives to prevent you from doing well. I have to evaluate your relationships with them. Why? I don't want to talk to anyone about it. I don't need to. Why are you making such a big deal about it? Because you're my friend, and I'm trying to figure out what happened to your freaking shoe. And because you failed to tell me what's going on, I stumbled upon some information that I I guess I wasn't meant to find out because you can't be honest with me. I don't care what goes on in your personal life. I just asked it. You don't lie to your friend who's doing everything in their power to figure out what happened to you that night. You should leave. You don't want to listen to the tapes? What do you want me to do? I don't care what you do. Just leave. I left Brian's house feeling like I had been hit by a truck. How did we end up here? Maybe I did go too far, but he should have told me. It wouldn't have felt like I was snooping around if he just told me what was going on. I didn't think that I would lose Brian's trust in the process. I was doing everything I could to prevent that. I just wasn't going to throw my hands up and walk away from Brian. I've worked too hard to let this go. Whether he liked it or not, he knew I was the only one that could figure this out. And that meant I had to push when necessary. But still, it felt like it was an invasion of privacy that I had to respect. When people establish boundaries with you, there has to be some respect present. When he's ready to talk, I'll be there if he wants me to be. But I wasn't going to give up on this investigation. As soon as I got home, I called a reporter named Tiffany Parker. She works for the Big Ten Network. She was a reporter who did interviews with both Garfield High and St. Francis. I talked with her at the game, got her card, and I was banking on her remembering me. Phillips. We talked a little at the game between Garfield High and St. Francis. Uh, it was for the playoff game. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't leave me alone if I remember correctly. You are the team manager and you're also doing a story on the team, correct? Yeah, that's, that's me. So how can I help you? I was uh, wondering, um, I'm sorry, are you, are you related to Candace Parker by chance? <laughs> I wish. I've interviewed her a few times, and she is super chill. Sorry, I had to ask. Big fan. I was wondering if I can ask you a quick question or two. Uh-huh. Sure. Go right ahead. I was watching the Big Ten footage on Xavier Rose, and I was curious if you interviewed Royce Peterson that night. I'm sorry, who? 
Royce Peterson, 6'4ish, kind of pale, um, you know, looks like he could cut a shoe. What? <clears throat> um, were you ever able to interview him? Mm, did he ever play for the Jaguars? No, he was with the Foxes. He played center but came in at power forward when Brian Bay left the game. Ah, that's right. To be honest, I don't remember meeting a Royce before the game. He wasn't around, I don't think. I do remember seeing him play in the second half, though. Did any of your colleagues interview him? No, I'm afraid I was the only Big Ten reporter there. That's okay. Thank you. No problem. Is there anything else I can help you with? Um, nope. That's all the questions I need for my case. I, I mean, my story on the team. All right, then. Good luck on your story. Exactly what I thought. Grace was gone during the pregame layup line, and we have plenty of evidence to show he wasn't present. I was ecstatic. I tried updating Brian about what I had found out, but he wouldn't respond to my texts or calls. I just had to figure this all out and make it up to him. Next, I made a call with Susan, asking if it were possible for her and I to meet again. I had some more questions for her and Royce. She was happy to have me over. Royce didn't know I was coming, so when I knocked at the door, it was a pleasant surprise for him. I had my recorder in my pocket for the time that I was there. I wanted to get everything. questions for you and her from my story. More questions? That's right. Is there a problem with that, Royce? I don't get it. There's no story. Why won't you just let this go? If someone tampered with your shoe and ruined your chance to go to the school of your dreams, wouldn't you want to know what happened, Royce? You know damn well why I'm here. Mom? Mom, Max is here. Max Phillips! Hurry up! My God! I could see the sweat dripping down his face. He was really freaking out. He knew that I knew it was him who committed the crime. I scared him so bad I had him calling out for his mommy. Invite her in, Royce. What happened to your manners? Come in, Max. I'm so sorry. No worries, Mrs. Peterson. I know most things tend to go over Royce's head. Tell me about it. Do you have any of that lovely iced tea that I've heard about? I sure do. This is tasty iced tea, Mrs. Peterson. I'm glad you like it, honey. I have to go to the bathroom. Of course, darling. So, Max, what's the 411? Tell me what's up. I was looking through some footage of the playoff game and stumbled upon some gaps. I know you were filming before the game trying to get Royce with some of the reporters. Would I be able to look at some of that footage? Let me stop you there, Max. Royce had a terrible, terrible stomachache right before the game was starting, so I wasn't able to get any footage of him in the pregame warm-ups. So you don't have any footage? I have some, yes, but I don't think that it would be very helpful. Mind if I take a look anyway? Sure. Let me go grab my camera. When Susan came back, I skimmed over the footage and it was mostly nonsense. Most of it was her obnoxious narration. 
but it gave me a missing piece that I didn't know I was missing. Owen left the gym 10 minutes before the game starts and comes back six minutes later. Oh my God. What? Did you find what you were looking for? I had, but she wasn't in the clear yet. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, mind if I ask you some questions? Go right ahead. Mrs. Peterson, are you familiar with an Xavier Rose? Of course I am. He's one of Royce's closest friends. His mother and I grab brunch every other week. They've been friends for a long time. A shame that they won't be attending the same college now that Xavier is going to OSU now. Do you think it's because Xavier is a better player? <laughs> oh. oh, what's funny? Oh, it's nothing. Maxine, you are seriously so adorable, but you're just a little too melodramatic. I get it. You want to be the next Oprah, and what you're doing is top-notch journalism. Well done. Well, thank you, Mrs. Peterson. I have a passion for these type of things. Telling the truth is my highest priority. Then you should tell the truth. Excuse me. I think you're trying to make Royce out to be a terrible player. Well, according to his stats, he hasn't really showed that he's a great player. He scored 14 points in that playoff game. Mm, sure, Susan. But he also had nine turnovers. It was not nine turnovers. Royce was tired. He just couldn't keep up with Xavier. Because Xavier's better than him. No, he's not better than him. Royce can play. He can perform well. But he didn't and rarely has. He was nervous. Rolls can play as well as anyone at St. Francis. In fact, I'd call him the best player in the state. If he had a better coach, this would be a different story. If he gave Royce more minutes on the court, Royce could put up better numbers. You really think Boogie knows what he's doing? Come on. OSU is making a mistake and not signing him. Royce is a good kid and a talented kid, but sometimes he needs a little motivation. What does that mean? I bought him the same pair of shoes that Brian Bay wears to try and motivate him. If that guy can do amazing things in those shoes, maybe you can too. Maybe even better, like, like Mike. You got Royce D'Lo tops. That's right. It seemed like those shoes gave Brian this kung fu magic. I wanted Royce to have that as well. Uh, what's kung fu magic? Oh, you know. No, I don't. Would you like to tell me? You kids are so uptight these days. Okay. Is Royce the same shoe size as Brian? 13? 12 and a half, but what's the difference? Doesn't that sound a little fishy, Mrs. Peterson, that you're buying your son the same exact pair that Brian wears? I bought them to motivate Royce, not to tear down Brian. What are you talking about? I'm not referring to you, Mrs. Peterson, and what you could have done. I'm referring to Royce. What are you saying? I need to speak with him. Do you mind calling him? He's been gone for a while. Royce! Royce, come down here. We need to talk. Huh. Looks like he's not here. Oops. Yeah, of course Royce never came down. He made a run for it the minute he went upstairs. I had no idea where he was headed, but I was left here with Susan. She started to also turn upright red. She wanted me gone. Soon after, she led me to the door. I think he said he was going to play hoops with some friends. Too bad. It is a shame. This is pretty crucial for my story. Well, I guess your story is going to have to wait. I appreciate you coming over and talking with me, Maxine. But I think you should leave right now. And don't come back. 
Does that make sense? Very much so, Miss Peterson. Fantastic. Glad we have an understanding. You know, tell Rice I'll be coming for him. I was close, fired up, and lucky. The next day at school, I decided to confront Royce the first chance I got. He was talking with some friends at his locker. I moved them out of the way, politely, and I went at him. <clears throat> okay. Monday, March 4th, 2019. I know it's the middle of the school day, but I don't care. The hallways are packed and Royce is in my sights. It's time to pull the trigger. Yo, Royce! Are you gonna confess now or do I have to keep wine and dining your mama bear? What the hell, Max? Have you been following me? Yeah, maybe. Confess it now or I'll get it from you after I publish my story. Get on my face with that thing. Confess, you little bitch. I was losing my mind. I could see it in his eyes that he had done it. I had him. But Father Francis disrupted me and proceeded to tell me that I was berating Royce and if he saw me doing it again, I would be facing some serious consequences or whatever. It didn't matter. The rest of school that day was a blur because I was so enraged. At the end of the day, and apparently out of options because of Royce, I decided to call Owen Jackson. at school, which I thought was weird since the last bell had already rang, and I was already home. I agreed. He led me to the hallway between the gym and the boys' locker room. Are you recording? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I can turn it off for you if you don't want I don't know. It's fine. I know you have to record things so you won't forget. Thanks. I appreciate that. Look, Owen, I called you because I found some suspicious evidence that seems that you were involved with. But where are we here? This is where I saw it. So what? I saw Royce with Ryan's Delo tops. Same as Zach's shoe size. Thirteen. The same pair. Was this when you left the layup lane? How did you... I figured you would get footage of that at some point. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I was just on my way to the bathroom. It was a big game and, and I was nervous. Owen Jackson, nervous before a game? This was a big game. A lot was riding on all of us. So what happened next? The hallway was empty. The lights were dim and it was really quiet. As I was about to enter the bathroom, I saw Royce leaving the locker room and it looked like he was heading out to the parking lot. He was carrying a pair of D-Lo tops. 
And what happened after that? I went up to him because he looked guilty as hell. If he was up to something, I thought, it was up to me to stop him. How heroic. I asked him what he was doing with the shoes. He said he knew it looked weird with him having the same exact shoes as Brian, but he told me that Susan got him the pair and he was just returning it back to his car because they didn't fit properly. That tracks with Susan getting him a pair, but still highly suspicious. So you just let him go? Yeah, I did. What was I supposed to do? Stop him from breaking into your car, swapping the shoes, and do all of this before a big game? I had other things to worry about, and I, and I could not even imagine how the night would turn out. I had no idea that I would be seeing Brian's shoe explode right before my eyes. So I, I let him go. Went to the bathroom and ran back out on the court. I told Brian that there was something really off with Royce, but Brian wouldn't talk to me. I mean, as you already know. Why didn't you tell me this earlier? When Brian's shoe exploded and we lost the game, I blamed myself for what happened. I felt like I really failed Brian and I, I, I didn't really do much to stop it. I was scared. I thought if I said anything about what I saw, I would get in trouble and it would be known as the real reason to why we lost the game. You can't blame yourself for something you didn't do. It wasn't your fault. When you write this in your story, please make me an anonymous source. I need credible sources. I'm sorry, Max. Just not right now. Make me anonymous. Please. I didn't fight him anymore on it. I respected his decision, and shortly after that, we parted our ways. I thanked him for sharing his information with me. I could tell it was weighing down on him. But then a huge burden had been lifted. I was heading home, and all that was left was to write my story. I spent my whole night writing. Every story I write, and I know how this might sound, but I use my grandmother's typewriter. It's a pain in my ass, but I love the sound it makes and I think my grandmother would be glad that I'm giving it some good use. She wrote all her stories on it, and I want to as well. The words were just flowing through my fingers as they hit the keys. I had no idea if people were gonna care or not, but I did. Believe it or not, that's all that matters anyway. So, I had my story and everything about the game and Brian's shoe explosion was included. I labeled Royce Peterson as the culprit and that he was responsible for the parting of the shoe. I used Owen's statement as best as I could and I left him anonymous like I said I would. This is gonna be tricky considering that also I don't have a confession from Royce. But it was the truth and I believed that what I was doing was right. Once it was done, I put the story in an orange folder and I turned it into Mrs. Graves early next morning. On Tuesday morning, March 5th, 2019, I had turned in my story to Mrs. Graves. Later that afternoon, around three o'clock, I was called into Father Francis's office. Something was off about the whole thing. I went in with my head held high. I wasn't gonna back down without a fight. I made sure to record this whole conversation. Come in. Miss Phillips, yes, come on in. Father, 
Nice to see you. I thought we should have a little chat. Chat? Chat about what? Your story, of course. I literally just turned it in this morning. How about some freshly squeezed lemonade? <sighs> Only if it's mixed with that lovely Holy Spirit, Father. <laughs> yeah, I knew what he was doing. He got his hands on my story, and he knew that it would cause an uproar at the school if it was published. He was trying to bribe me with some lemonade to catch me off guard. But I was on to him. And I wasn't going to lift up my guard so easily over some lemonade. Not even for one second. How about some cookies? What kind? Oatmeal raisin, my favorite. Made by our lovely school nurse, Miss Nancy. They're fresh from the oven. Oh no, that's okay. I don't think it really pairs well with the lemonade if you ask me. But I think you called me in here to talk about my story, right? Should we talk about that? This is your senior year, right? Uh-huh. And how do you feel about this being your last year of high school? If I'm going to be honest, I haven't really had time to think about it. I've been sending out applications for college, which has been preoccupying my mind lately. And the story, of course, has kept me busy. Have you gotten your hands on my story, Father? And do you feel that you've done what you set out to do this year? He was avoiding my questions, like he was swatting away flies. He was playing games, and it really, really made me angry. <sighs> if you don't mind, I forgot that I left some books in Mr. Mitchell's class. I should go get them. Miss Phillips, sit down. I will ask you again. Do you think you've done what you set out to do this year? I believe so, yes. And what exactly were you trying to do this year, besides stirring up drama? Uh, drama? Isn't that what you teenagers love to do? Is telling the truth really stirring up drama, Father? You really think you're fighting for the truth here? All of a sudden, you're trying to deem yourself as a saint? <sighs> Not as much as you do every day here at school. Be careful what you say, Miss Phillips. You're riding on a really thin line of respect. How did you get your hands on my story? It's protocol for all stories to be looked over by the head of the school. Since when? Since always. You really think we would let you kids publish a story without adult supervision? I thought Mrs. Graves' opinion was enough. It usually is. This isn't called Graves Academy. This is St. Francis. Everything is reported to me. And poor journalism like your story will not be tolerated at this school, where my name is on the line. My name is the first thing you see or hear. You're unbelievable. I'm willing to make a deal with you, Maxine. I don't make deals. Let's just forget about your story, okay? You write a sweet story about the basketball team, and we'll forget all about this. All you have to do is write another one. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. Trust me, Maxine. You're going to want to write another story. Or what? I'll have to kick you off the story and have someone else write it. How dare you? How about you take some action? Rice Peterson did this and everyone deserves to know. No one is going to care about absurd accusations with no basis. I have a witness. A witness without a name is nothing, Miss.
Miss Phillips, and certainly nothing to care about. People will care if it's the truth. You're making a mistake if you don't publish this. You have two choices here. Write another story, or watch someone else do something that you could have managed to do. It's a simple choice. I hope you're proud of yourself. You've managed to sweep this story under the rug. I wonder how many other stories have been treated like this. Two choices. I'm not writing another story. You can publish the one I sent in. Is that your final decision? Have someone else write the story. I don't care. But you can't silence me, Father. You can't silence the truth. And God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they are watching you. John 8, 32. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You can leave now. One more thing. Did you know about the betting ring? Have a good day, Miss Phillips. I'll be looking forward to the new story. What a shame it won't be written by you. And please close my door on your way out. I wasn't just off the story. I was dismissed from the journalism club entirely. Mrs. Graves said it was out of her control and she was deeply sorry. I told her it wasn't her fault. I like to think she fought for me, but I have a feeling Francis threatened her and made her fold all her cards. I have never, ever been so angry in my whole entire life. Everything I've worked for is just gone. And I have to finish the year doing what exactly? The basketball season is over, I'm kicked out of the only thing I care about, and I'm supposed to sit here and take it. It was over in the blink of an eye. I tried breaking the news to Brian about it, but he wouldn't even talk to me. I let him down. I know. That story was the only way I could prove that someone has messed with this shoe. No one believed me. What do your words mean when no one believes them? This will probably be my last recording because I also am required to turn in my recorder to Mrs. Graves. I won't be doing any more locks. This is the last one. I'm not sure anyone cares anyway. <clears throat> For the last time, I'm Max. Parting of the Shoe is written and produced by Maxine Phillips. Music, sound design, and mixing by Devin Gilroy. Reenactments directed by Holly Green. Special thanks to Tony Phillips and Brian Bay. If you liked what you heard or for more information, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you get your latest podcast from. Thank you and peace out. <laughs>